Welcome, world, to episode 104 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to break down all of the hottest shit coming in 2018, and there is some good stuff coming as early as, like, this week? This week? No, next week. Next, next week, week there's some hot, hot shit that I'm super hyped for. Uh, I am Chance. I write the games of chance.blogspot.com. With me, as always, is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, how you doing this week? Boy, you were really right about South Park. Yeah. That game ended just, with a jump cut. Just we'll get to that, but holy cow. <laughs> Surprise, we're done. Yes, I am right about a great many things. For example, I am also accurate in saying that joining us this week is Mr. Alex McCracken of dailycrackbot.blogspot.com. How's it going, Alex? Pretty good. Neil's doing late. that second job. Hey. Rocketing towards financial independence again. That's excellent. Nice. That's a heady brew. It's uh, haven't had it for a bit. It's nice. <laughs> well, it, it means you can afford a heady brew at that point in time. Yeah, I managed to get buying the skin of my teeth last month, but that wasn't going to happen this month. <laughs> that's never a good feeling when you look at the numbers. Going, yeah, it's the worst. It hangs over your head like a cloud all the time. Yep, haunts hey. your dreams. Did did anybody else watch uh, Dave Chappelle's two new stand-ups bits? On, I saw uh, the Netflix? one where he's got kind of like that army jacket. Okay, no, no. The one I'm the one I wanted to talk about was the last one called the Bird Revelation. I have not. Should I? Um, I watched okay. the first two. The the okay the the third one the third one is good. It's kind of more in line with what he did previously. The fourth one is very subdued and intimate. He's he's sitting on a stool in a in a small little club in L.A. And there are bits, like there are bits, there are jokes that he's clearly written, but it feels more like just kind of a conversation. And half of the conversation is about Me Too and the Weinstein stuff. And hmm. the second half is him in a very, very roundabout way attempting to describe why he left showbiz after the Chappelle show. And he can't name names. He can't say anything about it. So I'm going to tell you about the final chapter of this story in this book called Pimp. Mm-hmm. written by this guy in the 1940s that lays out some very, very cold and cruel capitalistic uh, ideas. And this really encapsulates what, encapsulates what happens to me. And I wanted to talk to someone about, like, who is Dave Chappelle in that story? Is he the prostitute? I don't believe that he's ice cold. I think the comedy network was ice, was the pimp, and that he, he was the bottom bitch. Like, <laughs> like, it, it, I want to get my brain around that, but, uh, but anyway, no one's seen it, so we can't really talk about it. I'll see if I can find time this week to watch it. When no one else is around, can't let yeah. the kids see that. No. No, you cannot. No, you really the only thing that like actually bothered me about them was when he starts to he kind of he kind of says that um uh, what was it uh Keem Peel ripped off something he invented and I well, just can't. I what can't. he what he started was the sketch comedy show with uh, with a musical guest or with like. Um, some sort of little interview at the end, some sort of kind of socially conscious thing happening in it. And I, like, I didn't really watch Keen Peel all that much. I've just seen a couple of sketches. That is a hundred percent what Amy Schumer did. Yeah. It is a hundred percent what, uh, uh, George Lopez did. So yeah, like they, they ripped off his format. Uh, Carlos Mencia. Carl, yeah, mine and Mencia. And wow, that was totally racist. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's been a long time. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, it was a long time. It was a long time. But, um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, like I, here, here's what I'm saying. I'm th- I'm saying Comedy Central probably made them do that to be like the Chappelle Show because for the last two seasons of Key and Peele, they just didn't do that. It was just uh, well, them talking to in a car, breaking up the sketches. Oh, so I thought that was that was pretty goddamn petty. But other than that, I really liked the special. Well, I mean, all, that I saw. 
it's uh, any kind of complaint I have is very much about him kind of taking shit personally and saying you guys shouldn't get mad when I say awful shit. Um, and he Ooh, like but here's every, this thing I'm really mad about. Yeah, at everything, everything like he he seems to start almost every one of these every one of these specials by saying, wow, I have really, really pissed off. I really don't understand why I've pissed off this particular group with these jokes that I've made. It really bothers me that, that they're so upset about this. Here's a bunch more jokes about them. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's, let's move on to video games. It's a bit. It's all a bit. It's gotta be. Video games. Know. So video Chamberlain games. has completed yeah. South Park the Fractured But Whole. He's completed did. it up to its epic conclusion. No, no. There is no epic conclusion. Say what? Your dad fucks your mom. <laughs> yes, That's I heard it. that. That's it. That's how it ends. No, it's it's funny because you 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 get to the the triumphant return of the gene scientist who's putting multiple asses on things, and that's pretty funny. You have these the sixth graders have been hybridized with other things, and that's pretty funny. They're decent fights, and then you fight that giant monster that was somebody's cousin for a while. I forget his name. Well, that's a good fight. Like, okay, this is actually going somewhere. We've got a good fight. And then there's time travel. And then you fight yourselves from the first game. And then the game ends. It's like you can tell why the checkbook ran out. Right there. Mm-hmm. And it's so disappointing because it really feels like shit is about to get crazy and epic and time travel. I am fucking down for this. Here we go. Eh, oh, uh, see, and that's the thing. The, the bit with the time travel is actually underused because you end up going because the new kid lacks confidence. He farts himself into an alternate future. In that alternate future, Cartman's hand is now mayor. Every day is Christmas. Everyone is crazy. You could have done something more with that other than one fight. With Santa Claus, which is good. Santa Claus is on your side. I think they the clearly meant to. Satanic bunnies. It's like you walk through one area of town, you get fixed and you're done again. I loved that we got to fight the, the Christmas critters, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, was, that was actually one of the more difficult fights. Yes, it was fantastic. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. Because and you, were, you were outnumbered and they did real man damage. They did yes. grown-ass man damage. And it really raises your expectations because in terms of kind of pacing, this really feels like the beginning of the third act. Mm-hmm. And then instead of getting a third act, you get an ending. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, it's it's good, but like we said last week, it's, 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 it has no giant, hilarious spectacle or set piece that I'm going to remember ever. I mean, this game will be forgotten in, the, yeah. in a couple of months. Yeah, it which is. Which is unfortunate, because it it's is. South Park, and you'd figure there'd be something memorable while South Park something. So. And while I was playing it, I enjoyed it the whole way through. It was very much like the first one in that I was I was having fun with it. Like, I really yeah. enjoyed that game the whole way. But, yeah, that ending is just a kick in the bass. Yeah. Did you fight Morgan Freeman? You know what? I don't think I ever did. I should have gone. Either. I should have gone back and fought him. But, yeah, like, he, like, one-shots you. That doesn't surprise me. It's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he deals like 800 damage. I'll have to look up and see. Because, of course, he's been beaten. Somebody's done it. I'll have to look up and see see how, how he's been beaten. Because the, uh, the loading screens kept taunting you. You should totally fight Morgan Freeman. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, because the only one that I noticed was saying that don't do it. No, so there was one it. that says you should fight him. I saw oh. one that said, yeah, you should totally fight Morgan Freeman. Well, may- fine. maybe that only popped up once you reached a certain level. I, I I had maxed it out. Hmm. I mean... Well, there you go. And then, you know, you should fight Morgan Freeman at this point. No. No. Why not? I don't, I don't need that kind of frustration. Yeah, what, what, if, what if it turns out that he's like the most powerful summon in the game? 
I almost never used my summons. Neither I, did I, I used like I used like one summon in the last fight where it's your your guys against the your pat you guys from the past. So it's superhero mm-hmm. superhero kids versus midleaf kids. And I brought out um what's her name? Tracy special. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Spa- fan- fancy, fancy. Little F, big A with the C, fucking the shit out of the ass or something like that. I don't remember what it was. I brought her out. She shows up in a pink Cadillac and runs everybody down. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, and well, I, the thing is, the uh, the amount of summons you can use in the game, I exhausted all my summons by halfway through the game. Seriously? I, I had no idea that summons were limited to the entire course of the game. There's only yes. so many objects throughout the game world that you can pick up that allow you to summon, and once you've exhausted those, there's certain types for every summon. Once you've exhausted them, you can never summon again. Yep. So, so I, I I use the heal like once or twice. I use they're coming right for us at least once. <laughs> I never used the cat pee one. I don't know that I even got that one. Yeah, there was one where you could pick out it's it's someone's dad and you and he you give him cat pee and I guess he goes it's an area of effect and it just was never in the right place at the right time for it. Oh. So I never used it. But anyway, yeah, it's it's it was fun, but like like you said yeah, last week, fluff. disappointing at the end. Yeah. 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 And Alex and I were talking before we started recording. It's probably Matt and Trey's fault for wanting too much control. Hmm. Well, we'll never. You know what? We won't know until there's yeah, some it's kind complete of con- it's, it's conjecture, conjecture, but, it's complete but conjecture. It, it, it makes sense. We won't, we won't know for a while. Th- why, be a post- why, why do they someday. need to just stop for an entire year and just and then I'm making something that still feels so rushed? Who knows? I mean, maybe so it we'll was never. The, know. Yeah, me maybe it was the Trump. They wanted to do stuff with Trump, and then after like six months of trying to get that to work, like, no, no, we're going back to the original thing. Oh, Who knows? Oh, again, this is all conjecture. Who fucking knows? Because like they were saying, they wanted to add Trump to it, and it sounds like he really wasn't in there. I he wasn't. He wasn't. Period. Not yeah. all. Yeah. That is that is that is sad. Well, so he's, uh, he's the DLC. What is uh, <laughs> what has Alex been playing? Dude, I'm still plugging away at Titan Quest, and I Seriously? am in. I am. Yeah, dude, it's long like it's a little repetitive there could be there could be more enemy types but it it is like it's the base game and like the uh, what eternal throne i think it's called the dlc yeah okay. i'm basically like almost halfway through that it i'm thinking about plugging through a new game plus i'm nowhere near maxing out any of my classes of my two classes hmm. i'm having fun just like starting off with arrows so anyone gets too close switching to like really fast like one-handed weapons it's it, it has not gotten old and I've got like a bunch of uh, someone put up a bunch of like audiobooks up on YouTube. I've been listening to those, just plugging away at Titan Quest, having a really good time. What audiobooks? Um, you know, uh, Steve Coogan. Mm, I know, I know the name, but I can't place it. And he has a character called uh, uh, Alan Partridge, who's kind of like just like a. He's basically the English um, Stephen Colbert when Stephen Colbert oh. was like the character, and okay. he's just a rich dick who's <laughs> articulate but an idiot. And okay. like he he has this book called uh, Nomad, where like it's Alan Partridge's uh, autobiography, written about him trying to like uh, follow the footsteps of his dad when he went to his last job and didn't get it. Okay, <laughs> s- speaking of rich British aristocratic idiots, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Mordecai. Mordecai? Why the Johnny Depp movie Mordecai? Don't well, I've do that. heard that's awful. It's not great. It's not that bad. <laughs> It's not yeah. that bad. Just watching him and all the performances in that show, it was it was entertaining just for the sake of their performances and all the mugging that goes on through the entire movie. And there's a bit where he's got this, he's growing this mustache, and he's super proud of the mustache, and his wife, Gwyneth Paltrow, who also is, you know, sporting a British accent for this, 
um, she explains to him that, no, I'm not kissing you or sleeping with you while you've got that thing on your lip. And he's like, oh, come on, dear, just just give it a try. Take it out for a little spin, see how you like it. And so she leans in for a kiss, and, and she and as soon as she touches the mustache, she goes, whoa! And he goes, oh, dear, oh, you know, I have a sympathetic gag reflex. Whoa! And they're both sitting there horking. <laughs> it's just, it was, it had its moments. I'm not saying you have to go and watch Mordecai. I'm just saying it was not that bad. It was like as bad as Bright is. Did I didn't I, watch that either. Did I, I talk about, bad too. did I talk about Bright last you week? You had not. No, well, you didn't. Okay, so Bright got hammered by critics, right? Just hammered uh, by critics. Yeah, yeah. Not that bad? Don't go into it expecting fucking Oscars. It's Lord yeah. of the Rings with orcs. Or it's it's Bad Boys 2 with orcs. So Shadowrun. Yes, it is 100% Shadowrun the movie. It is tonally inconsistent. I kind mm. of wish we'd done more kind of exploring the orc character. He kind of came across as a bit of a pussy for most of the movie. Mm. Um, but, uh, but you, know, so, you know, it was harmless yeah. fun. Yeah. Don't shit on Bright. Like, Bright is it. I will, I will watch Bright's sequel as soon as it comes out. I think the, uh, buddy cop being a pussy is part of Will Smith's contract, actually. Well, I mean, <laughs> this orc is yeah. supposed to have, like, you know, ten times the strength of a man and blah, 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 blah. But he's trying really hard to be, like, super good because orcs are viewed as, like, you know, assholes in the society because 2,000 years ago they sided with the evil one who was going to take over the world. And the humans and everyone banded together and stopped them. So orcs have been ostracized. Anyway, yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, I didn't mind it at all. It was good. Mm, all it was right. Good. Yeah. I really like Nomad. What's Nomad? Oh, uh, the, the Steve Coogan book. Oh, okay. I think okay. Like, he co-wrote with two other people. Like it's, it's dry, but it's, how do I put this? Um, when he's describing his dad that he's trying to like follow in the footsteps of, which is in no way a naked attempt to get back into the public's eye. This is just me trying to respect my father. He said that when, my father said that if you die owing money, then you've beaten the system. <laughs> and if you, think about, if you think about that for a second, you will have the full measure of the man. Yeah. <laughs> it's some good shit. Uh, what's, uh, what's next on uh, Chamberlain's Backlog? Uh, well, I actually, over the weekend, played all of Battlefront 2 that I need to play. Oh, oh Star Wars. You played Star the campaign. Wars. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars Battlefront 2. How was that? Um, I honestly, it's okay. Um, I, it's not too short. The campaign's no shorter than like a Call of Duty or a Battlefield campaign. Okay, but it doesn't have. You you can tell that it's try, kind of using assets from a lot of the multiplayer areas because some of the areas are like, well, this is kind of repetitive, or I've done this before. Hmm. But when it's on its game, like one of the one of the opening ones is you're on Endor during that battle, and you actually see. The second Death Star blow up in the sky. Do you but, get to kill Ewoks? No, you do not. Mm. I was very disappointed because at that point you're still bad. You're still, you know, I'm going to kill all the rebel scum all the time because that was what was promised to us. The trailer was like, get to play, play from a new perspective, that of the Empire. And that lasts like three missions. And then That's she it. defects. Yeah, she defects. Uh. So anyway, the Endor level is like, looks better than it should. I mean, it's really... I don't know how they did it with this engine. It looks really, really good. The forest looks good. It's green. Everything moves. and, and But it's kind of inconsistent because you get to other levels where it's real static. Like, like for some reason, you keep going back to the most obviously Cantina, hmm. and that's, like, static and boring. Um, so it, it's kind of up and down that way. Plot-wise, it, it missed... It missed a good chance to show things from a new perspective because you've got... You do have about two or three chapters of your empire. You are 
you're a bad motherfucker. I can't remember the character's name, but she is, she's special ops commando. She's kills, she kills rebel scum all the time. She's a known quantity. Like the, the higher up generals know who she is, but then it goes into the empire kind of morphing into the new order because after the second death star is destroyed and the emperor dies, the emperor has these droids that go out with his final command. And his final command is like Operation Burn Everything Fucking Down or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Is but Paris the, burning? Yeah. The, the, the first thing that they're doing is they begin to attack some of their own planets for some reason. And of course, one of these planets is where the main character is from. She defects, and now she's with the rebels. So that was a missed opportunity. I think it would be more interesting to see more from the Empire perspective. That was one of the more interesting aspects of TIE Fighter, if you ever played that. I did not. You you genuinely played an Imperial pilot. Some of your missions were like escorting the Emperor. It was really cool. Yeah. The flight levels in this were probably the best, in my opinion. Hmm. They, they harken back to the old like console, like Rogue Squadron and Jedi Starfighter. They were really good, and I wish there were more of them. Because you also had a couple of terrible levels where you're fighting as Luke and uh, Kylo Ren, and the lightsaber combat's stupid. Hmm. It's not fun. And then you have other levels where you're playing as Lando Calrissian and Han Solo, and it's they're okay. But I, I don't want to play the heroes. I want to play just I want to play as first person okay, shooter, like, please. Like, That's why I'm here. Why is the lightsaber combat stupid? Like uh, it's floaty how, how do you, and you control can't it? tell. How do you control it's, it? You, you hit the trigger and he swings the lightsaber. Okay. And he goes through like a standard combo that usually goes swinging past things that you miss, and you just miss him. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple other abilities on cooldown. There's like a force push. There's a force pull, and that's about it. It's it's it's. Hmm. It's no, oh, what was that one? Jedi Outcast Two or mm-hmm. that old PC game? Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. It's 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 simple, simple and, and kind of boring. Well, um, I've got a buddy at work who's actually willing to lend me it, lend lend this to me. Should I take him up on that? It's it's you have a pro, right? Yes. Yeah, I think you should because there is some stuff worth seeing. The Endor level looks really good, hmm. and it's early in the game, so if you're bored with the shooting, you've seen the best part already. <sighs> Is it worth the risk to my Overwatch muscle memory? Uh, it it feels really floaty. I didn't adjust the controls, but but physically, the aiming was it just felt kind of off and floaty. Like you know, in Wolfenstein, it's like yeah, taut. tight. Yeah. Yes, this was not that. Toy, like a toy gun. <laughs> yeah, this was like like kind of mushy, trying to get things done. So. I, I mean, I played like a third of what's in the game. I never took it online. I played one or two of the arcade levels, which is like single player of the online stuff, and those got boring real fast. I can completely see where people are, are complaining about how all of the progression is in ra- random loot boxes because you open a box like, oh, plus one blaster for this character I'll never use. Thank you. <laughs> so that part's stupid. Uh, yeah, don't pay money for it. But if you're bored and you can borrow it from borrow it from a dude, then yeah, play it through the first couple of levels. It's visually impressive. Well, this weekend I played some Overwatch, hmm. and uh, I, I totally got the most heinous PSN message I have ever received from anyone ever. Really? Can it be repeated on this podcast? As lax as our standards, standards are pretty lax. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the message was, uh, in all caps, you are a stupid fucking whore. <laughs> no. Wow. And, um, and this popped up right after, right after my, uh, I think it might have been my sixth out of seven placement matches that I played. 
And, uh, you know, I had done pretty well. I got an eliminations card. My lifetime, um, lifetime record for eliminations in a single match on Tracer is 50. Holy shit. I got 47. So I did pretty good, and in fact, in uh, this was a Hanamura uh, Hanamura comp match. So on attack, we never took point B, um, and on defense, they never took point A. And I only died once on the entire defense round, and I was immediately rezzed by her mercy. It was pretty cool. She was like, "Man, this tracer's doing work. I gotta get him, get him back." Yeah, so, no kidding. So that felt pretty cool. And and so I I brought up the footage because of course I'm trying my best to record all the matches so I can put a video together because I mean. And I'm going through the footage, and I see that this guy was on Hanzo, or this person was on Hanzo at the beginning of the match, at least. And I'm like, Hanzo? I don't remember ever killing Hanzo. <laughs> what is this guy's problem? Did he, like, get, like, 48 limbs, and he's pissed that I got the limb card? Like, I, I don't know. And so later that – so I went on the Penny Arcade forums, and I just complained because I just needed a vent because getting that message – Fucked me up a little bit. Like I, that didn't feel nice to me at Why? all. Why? Because like, I, I know that nice at all. I know that he's that he's just an asshole, and it's not about me. It's about this person expressing the fact that he's feeling upset. But See, I don't know. Okay, it's just we'll, like we'll it's just people like, say yeah. stuff like that. They're just yelling at the void. In yeah, themselves. you're you're sitting there in your comfy place, and someone walks up, sticks their mouth up to your ear, and goes like, you know, says some fucking horrible racial epithet or gendered slur at you. Like it's See? just not nice. It doesn't make okay. me feel good. It makes me feel shitty. Years ago. When I was actually not shit at Street Fighter, specifically Street Fighter Four, I would get hate mail, and it sustained me. Oh, see, it no. made me happy. I don't live off the salt. I don't want to ruin oh. anyone's day. I want people. I want people to go. That was a really good match. Like oh, I that had salt a, and stir fry and make something delicious. <laughs> I had a match earlier that night with. Um, I was just you know I brought up my brought up tracer on uh, Ilios in quick play because you know i'm still just i want to get better and better and better on tracer mm -hmm. and i go out there and i am dominating the first round absolutely dominating now i don't know who i killed to make this happen i don't know why this choice was made on the enemy team but i uh, i ended last season at like 2390 sr mm -hmm. this guy's sr is like 3300 wow he is a lot a lot a lot better than me and he comes out on mccree and he proceeds to beat the shit out of me every time. And at first, I'm like, oh, it's just a McCree. So I go for him, and he schools yeah. me. And so I'm like, oh, this guy's really good. I should keep on fighting this guy and see if I can beat him. No, I cannot. I absolutely Ouch. cannot. He wrecks me as soon as I come into his line of sight. And it gets to the point where I'm down in a room with a large health pack, and he's on the point with his team. And I start coming out of the room to go on to the point, And he sees me coming, and he walks out of the room and just waits for me. And I just back up, and he waves hello, and I go hello, and I just back right up, and I send him a message afterward, going say good game, like you are an incredible McCree. Like I come out of the room, and you're like, you want some more of this? I'm like, no sir, thank you sir. <laughs> and I just back up. Like those are the kind of messages that I send when someone kicks my ass. And so I'm going through the footage, and no, after this guy played Hanzo, then he played Bastion, and on attack, I pulse bombed this Bastion like every 90 seconds. <laughs> and on defense, he played soldier, and I did just kick this guy's ass every time he came into my line of sight. Like, he never saw me coming, and as soon as he landed on the point, I was right there shooting him in the face. And I never waved, you know, I never did the me thing where I'm, like, using my voice line or waving at people or emoting. I didn't, I was, I was perfectly fucking professional. But yeah, this, this, it really fucked this guy, I guess. Professional. I saw on that last clip show where every time you were dodging a, uh, Widowmaker, you're like doing the Charleston. That was fuck come on. <laughs> that was hilarious. 
That that was the it match. It was hilarious. Do you remember yes. a long time ago I talked about a McCree who got on the the mic at the end of a match and was like, um, it was like four golds. What's a McCree to do? Mm. Well, uh. to whoever's uh, to whoever got gold on objective time, I just want to say thank you to all the rest of you fucking bitches. And I turn on my headset and I go. I guess what a McCree's to do is turn on his mic at the end of a match and brag about his level, or brag about his medals. I guess mm-hmm. McCree isn't very gracious in defeat, is he? And this was the wrong thing to do. This, oh. this guy, this guy just <laughs> tore into me, called me all kinds of horrible things, made me feel like shit, totally tilted me, and I'm like, well, I'm never doing that again. I'm just gonna report these people. Mm-hmm. But that, that match is where that widow pick comes from. Because okay. we got into the match and we had, we had five DPS. So I'm like, okay, I'm going tracer. I'm just going to have some fun. We're like, we're going to lose, but I'm going to have some fun. And I did have fun. I just hunted that widow all match. She was terrified of me. It was hilarious. And that was the funniest <laughs> thing I did to her because she knew I was coming. Uh, it was so good. It was so funny. Oh, yeah. I s- oh, was there more to that story? No, there's more to the Overwatch story. Oh, then by all means is I'm, I'm doing, um, my, my, me and my brother never do placements the first weekend of comp. We always wait to the second weekend. I don't know why. We just do. So this past weekend, we go in on Saturday night. Um, and I say to him before we're going to start the matches, I go, just so you know, I'm going tracer every single match. I don't care if we have a healer or not. He goes, really? I go, yeah, every single match. Cause I want to, I just want to be graded on my tracer. And I know that it grades historically, like whatever I ended last season at is actually the most important thing in my placement, but hmm. the matches do have an impact. And I've, my placed SR has swung wildly over the past couple of seasons. Like it placed me almost 2,800. Last season it placed me 2,400. Um, so who knows what the fuck is going on there. But I decided like every season I've ever played comp, I have flexed. I have healed. I have instalocked mercy. I have gone tank when we need a tank. I never, I never assume my tracer is going to be the solution to a problem. But in quick play, I've noticed I win on tracer more than I win on mercy. So the best way to help my team might actually be playing Tracer. Mm-hmm. So I insta-lock Tracer every single fucking game. My Tracer is now sitting at an 85.71% win ratio. Holy crap. She has won six out of seven placements. And obviously, you know, that's not a big enough area to draw statistics from, but I have never had placements go this well before. Just playing Tracer. Well, that's where you put all your work lately. I mean, yes. you were you were messing with the sensitivity on the sticks. Mm-hmm. You were watching videos, getting advice from people. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. It has been your project, ongoing project for quite some time. Yes, and I'm still working on this tutorial vid that never happened. The guy asked mm-hmm. for it like last summer. <laughs> He's still waiting. <laughs> but um, I've just kind of been plinking away at it, and it's currently at like 6,500 words. So I have wow. no idea how long that will be when I put it into a video, but that is going to be a very, very challenging video to make. Get I, that out soon before Blizzard nerfs your shit and you have to change the uh, they words. Won't, they won't nerf Tracer. Okay. No, Tracer is considered yeah, Tracer the most... Tracer seems pretty exempt. Yeah, she is considered the most balanced hero in the game. Really? Yeah. And I, th- and I found know. that actually writing it and working on it has actually made my game better because I'm thinking about the things that I tell myself as I play. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should be helping my team. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just killing this Widowmaker, and the rest of the team was, like, dying all over the place. Yeah. Maybe I should help Mom a little bit. Come on. And, and I played some more Mario Galaxy. That's about it. Hmm. You mean um, Mario... Odyssey. 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 I started Shadow of War. Middle Earth Shadow of War. You. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, because the first game allowed me to play it as 
Tolkien Assassin's Creed. I just wanted to play it as an action RPG. I didn't want to deal with recruiting orcs and all this political bullshit of getting them up in their ranks to the commander of an area. I just played it as an action-adventure game, and it was not bad. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Having Gollum run around was amusing. Well, past tense? Had, like, you're already done? No, no, no. The first oh, game. Okay. That's the first game. Oh, Shadow okay. of Mordor. Sorry. Shadow of Mordor, I ignored almost all of the Nemesis system because I just didn't really enjoy it that much. Shadow of War is not going to let me do that because I know from someone else I've talked to, a friend who's played it and who adores the game, actually recruiting and managing your stable of orcs becomes very, very important. Mm-hmm. And I that know... That's really how they sold it. Yeah, I know. And I know that that's going to be tedious and I'm not going to want to do that because right now I'm just running through trying to take care of the objectives and coming across the champions actually is annoying because they'll jump you now. They're a lot more aggressive this time around. And they'll wait for you to be fighting one, uh, fighting one champion, and then another one will jump you. And when you have two or three of money at the same time, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. And by dying, one of these guys levels up and gets more powerful and then makes fun of you for it. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, what I've done so far, with the exception of the extreme stupidity of Sheila being this babe now... I don't care if there's story reasons. It's stupid. She's annoying. But it, it, it's pretty simple right now. You're just trying to find a Palantir and save this one city. We haven't even gotten to the big war part of it yet. I'm not even really in Mordor proper. So it's it's fun now. I don't know how long it's going to be fun. And Gollum showed up for some reason. Mm. He was in the first game. Actually, his voice was pretty good. I could have sworn it was Circus. Yeah, me not. too. The guy they got to replace him was perfect. Yeah, it's it's he's good. It's not Circus. It's but it's it's really really good. It's also the first game I found that Humblebrag here actually uses seven point one surround sound. Hmm. Like there's an actual like sound test you can go in there and it kind of goes through all of your channels. And because of that, whenever Calibrimbor talks, he's kind of above me to the left. Hmm. <laughs> And you know, if you had headphones, you'd get the same effect. But it's kind of, kind of, like a little, a little unnerving because he's kind of bitchy in this game, even more so than the last game. And I know why. I'm not going to spoil it because somebody spoiled it for me. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but Calibrimbor is kind of bitchy. Yes. Be- um, and so he's like complaining, like you should do this, and 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 your character, the ranger, is like, no, I should really actually save some people. Ah, they're all going to die anyway. <laughs> All you short lives are going to die. So what, just get the Palantir and we'll move on to other things. So he, he has, obviously he has plans that he's not telling me about. Is is the action just exactly like it was in the last one? Oh, exactly. 100% the way it was before. Yeah. Unchanged. That's fine. Except that it seems like the drops from from the enemy generals are worse for some reason. Well, I imagine there's like, more tri- in this one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to kill generals to get better equipment, and I keep getting junk that I just end up breaking down for money that doesn't do anything with. And no, I can't buy loot boxes with that money. That takes real <laughs> cash. Maybe you should have some extra money no. on top of the money you already paid. No. I don't know. You didn't, no. pay, you didn't pay any money. You you just sure? No, I rented it. I, yeah. this, is a, this is a rental. No, well, I refuse. All the more reason. No, you no. Give Warner Brothers more money. I'm not paying into that. I'm not going to do it. I refuse to buy any orcs on the orc slave trade. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it sounds like you've played just kind of three middling games in a row now. Uh, yeah, it's about that. And way. the last one you loved was Cuphead. 
Oof, that was a while uh, back. I see. Here's the thing, though. I know that if I made more time to go play some more Mario Mario Odyssey, mm. I would have a great time. I think you would. But I, I just need to force myself to go back. Because I'm at New Dog City. I'm right there. That's the next area I'm going to go to. And everybody I've talked to, yourself included, has said that's an awesome level. It is. Well, see, you said, I thought you said New Dog City. No, that New sounds Donk. amazing. New, New Donk. New Donk City. Yeah. And the mayor is so. Pauline. Ah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely some of the best sequences in the game are in New Donk City. Uh, I should just put everything else down and go back to that. I keep waiting. See, I took a series of um, did a series of questionnaires for Microsoft. Just what are you playing? What do you like? What are you not liking? It's been doing it for a couple of weeks. Okay. And the payoff was a hundred dollars in points. Holy shit! Like there's an actual like payoff to this, and I keep waiting for that because I want. Um, I need to I need to pre buy Far Cry, mm. and then oh shoot, Hand of Fate two is out. Oh, okay. And I liked Hand of Fate one, but not enough to pay thirty bucks for the sequel. But I'll play it for free with mm. this. So I'm waiting for this gift certificate to come in, and I've been waiting for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it's getting tougher because I kind of want to play Hand of Fate two. I told you what happened when I tried to get like a ninety dollar refund from fucking Spectrum, which used to be a Time Warner Cable. Oh yeah, it took Did months, it right? It took four months. Yeah. Hey, it took yeah. way much more time than the, than the refund was worth. I, I feel oh. like they don't give out refunds unless you bother them more than four times. Oh, yeah. that doesn't surprise me. No, yeah. That's like the corporate norm. YouTube doesn't help you unless you bother them three or four times. And then, even then, it may not help you. It's fucking awful. <laughs> it is fucking awful. <clears throat> Thank so, God we have someone at the FCC that stands up for us little guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? Such as they are. Yes! <laughs> In Overwatch news. Uh, Overwatch League is now a go. The first matches on Twitch have a viewership of over 300,000 viewers tonight. Uh, new League skins are now available in-game with a unique color scheme for each pro team and a new recolored base skin for every character. Uh, the skins can only be purchased for 100 Overwatch League tokens. You mm. get 100 tokens free for logging in. You can get another 100 tokens free for signing up for the Overwatch League newsletter, but only if your Overwatch account is in good standing. If you've ever been banned or silenced, you don't get the tokens, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, <laughs> the tokens themselves uh, can, I think, only be purchased otherwise. And you get 100 skin, or you get 100 coins, tokens, enough for one skin for $5 US. It's a little, little cheap. It would be over $1,000 to buy every skin, every league skin for every hero. Well, thank God most of them are just kind of crappy recolors. They're all crappy recolors. They're all oh, recolors, good. but some of them are less crappy. Um, I want to say Seoul, uh, one of the Korean skins, is uh, they're always they're all gold and black. Hmm. So those are actually pretty cool. And I went through every single team and looked at their skins on Tracer last night and was like, none of these are better than the skins I have on Tracer. So I only ever use Mercy's default skin, so I think I'll just put the gold and black on her and see how that looks. See, five bucks for a skin, that is a little high. Because I'm trying to compare that to like costume prices in like Street Fighter or, or Marvel, and those are about two or three bucks. It is, and... Um, and I wonder if they're doing this to kind of gauge. Well, first of all, I think they're they're doing it to gauge how much they can charge for these skins. Oh, and I wonder if they're kind of using this to test the waters to see how much people would be willing to pay 
for an actual legendary skin. Because I would totally pay five bucks. You know, I would have paid five bucks to just get Tracer Sprinter skin in the Summer Games last year. Oh, it's not going to be five bucks. <clears throat> but instead, I spent $150 on loot boxes in order to unlock it. So, so what if Blizzard went ahead and split the difference and charged $25? Yeah, no. But but for five <laughs> bucks, people people would probably do it. Um, the patch that I bet they go for twenty five. <clears throat> the patch that included the skins also includes a quality of life improvement for Zenyatta. The health bars of the targets of his orbs of harmony and discord now appear on either side of his target reticle. Like okay, that's uh, super helpful. Yes, just like uh, Mercy's healing beam. Uh, the Ooh. patch also includes the option to turn on aim assist for fret for allies for Anna on console. Uh, this defaults to 0% aim assist, so if you want your Anon console to have aim assist for allies, you've got to go into your controls and turn up the aim assist for allies. Um, the patch also included the long-awaited fix to Hanzo's casual skin. His beard is now a uniform, virile, blackish color. That's so stupid. That's pretty petty. Yes, it is. Uh, in response to a fan-made Cairo map that does an excellent job of reproducing Blizzard's style, Blizzard's Jeff Kaplan said, We'll be in touch. No, no. The lawyers uh, will be in touch. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Jeff Kaplan himself was just a player of World of Warcraft. And he was so kind of vocal and gave so many good ideas on the forums that Blizzard hired him. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, on the Blizzard forums today, it was revealed that a lot of the content that's going to come to the base game with the Blizzard world map uh, was designed to balance the quantity of legendary skins or emotes or victory poses or highlight intros that all the heroes have. So if your favorite hero doesn't have, you know, very many highlight intros or very many legendary skins, this will hopefully balance it out. So basically the short version for me is Tracer's not going to get shit. Nope. Bastion gets a ton. Bastion will get a ton. Uh, a new patch on the PTR nerfs Murphy, Mercy's res ability and her Valkyrie ultimate right into the ground. Um, Valk or Valkyrie no longer gives you an extra charge of res. Valkyrie no longer uh, extends the speed or increases the speed when you Guardian Angel during Valkyrie. Uh, Valkyrie no longer allows you to res heroes instantly. And, um, and Junkrat had the damage on his concussion mines reduced so that if you hit someone right in the face with it, it'll still do max damage. But if they're at the edge of its effective range, they'll only take 40 damage. This is hmm. massively needed. It's a very good thing. I just want them to fucking get rid of Valkyrie and give her a good, re a good ultimate. Because Valkyrie's See, not. It's the right time to be digging Tracer again, isn't it? It really is. I mean, right now is a good time to be playing Mercy because really Valkyrie... The thing is, Valkyrie with the two instant reses, it's pretty overpowered. Like, you can't mm -hmm. win against it. You can't win against a team fight where a Mercy is Valkyrieing and you can't take her out. Um, you're not, you're, you're going to lose that team fight, period. And, um, and so yeah, like, it does need a fix, but this isn't the fix. This just breaks Mercy more. And, I, I don't know that she's still going to be around in the pro scene at all with uh, with Rez being as as risky as it is. Because now on Tracer, whenever I kill anyone, I'm looking around for the Mercy to see if she's going to come Rez them. Because if she does, she's dead. Hmm. It's just a guaranteed pick. And, uh, and I really wish they would just get rid of Valkyrie and give her an interesting ult instead. Have you tweeted at Kaplan about this? No. Come on, your tweets are powerful. No, the, he won't listen to me. I guarantee you. Don't you don't know. You could be working for Blizzard in two weeks. They, they listen to the... No, they... Wow, this guy plays Overwatch at a middling level on PS4. <laughs> Let's bring him on board. But he's articulate, and he's got a podcast. Come on. <laughs> he's got a podcast. <laughs> Which reminds me, thank you for listening, listeners. Mm. We love you so much. We really do. 
It's a little creepy, to be honest. <clears throat> Uh, Darkest Dungeon will launch on Nintendo Switch on January 18th. That is in a week. Uh, Surprise! Yeah, no, like, I, we knew it was coming, we just, I just had no idea it would be so soon. Uh, $25 for the base game, $10 for Crimson Cord, $4 for the Shieldbreaker DLC. And, uh, it will include touch controls, apparently. I don't need them. Good! That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Did the Vita version have touch controls? Um, no, not for the screen. You have to use the back touchpad to, uh, to do like the L2 R2 buttons because mm. the control scheme on PS4 is impeccable. So the control scheme on Vita or on uh, uh, Switch, I anticipate is going to be identical. And if it's not, I'll be really disappointed because I'm so used to it. I think touchscreen could really benefit from that that game though. Oh yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I don't know if yeah. it's out on iOS or like you know uh, iPads or whatever, but it really should be. Mm. Uh, Today, the Cyberpunk 2077 Twitter, and for listeners who don't know what the fuck that means, that is the, like, cyberpunk sci-fi game from the guys who make The Witcher. Um, hmm. the, the Twitter account posted the first thing it posted in three years today, and that is... Beep. Shameless rip-off of Sputnik, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. It was just some little tweet like, yeah, we're still alive. Um, hopefully, we'll actually get some news this year. At least it wasn't a flatline beep. <laughs> it's a hard, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. She's dead, Jim. Uh, no. a, a, a closed beta for Microsoft Sea of Thieves will be running from January 24th to 29th. Talking to people who have been in the, some of the betas, mm -hmm. the general opinion, and this is around the PA forums, is that the game is kind of empty and Oof. doesn't feel like it's worth 60 bucks, at least oh. in its current format. Well, it's you know not done yet. Well, yeah, but we're getting pretty close to release. It's it's a couple. How long? It's not that far off. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, let's be honest. What was the last incredible game from a first party Microsoft studio? Uh, Throw a name oh out there. Boy. Come on, come on, uh, come on. Just just one. I'm only asking. Can I do one. Sony instead? Please? Nope. Gears, nope, Gear, Gears, oh. Gears Four. Was it was it really an incredible game? Like really incredible. No, it was. Like, just you have to years. play it. Okay, it was okay. good enough though. No, no, I want oh, uh, an incredible. Uh, Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon Three. Are they actually owned by Microsoft? Is Turn Ten owned by Microsoft? That is a good question. Let's find out, hang on. I know they own. I mean, all they do is Forza. Is Polyphony Digital owned by Sony? Because no it's the same kind of thing. Uh, yeah, established in two thousand one by Microsoft Studios. There you okay, go. There Forza you go. Horizon. Forza 3. Horizon Three. So when was That's that? Two years ago. Horizon. Two years ago. Horizon. Rumor has it there's going to be a new one this year set in Japan, which would be sweet. That is the rumor. And set in Japan would be pretty fucking sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> a royal edition of Final Fantasy XV has been rated for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, yeah, yeah, don't care. Who asked for that? <laughs> uh, Awesome-looking indie Iconoclasts launch on launches on Mac, PC, Linux, PS4, and Vita on January ah. 23rd. Go watch a trailer for Iconoclasts. When's the last time you bought a Vita game? Um... <laughs> DLC for Darkest Dungeon. There you go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm hyped for that. I've been looking forward to that one for a long time, and I'm thrilled that it's actually coming to Vita because it's one of those games that was announced so long ago that I wouldn't be, wouldn't have been surprised if it hadn't. Uh, gaming accessory company Mad Cats has returned from the dead and will begin producing peripherals for PC gaming this year. From what I understand, it actually was brought back by ex-employees. Really? Like the place went. Dead, went out of business in, in China. I think where the company's actually based, and the employees like what they were doing and kind of brought it back. 
So Mad Cat's made some really high-quality arcade sticks. After years of being shitty. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, they were terrible for a long, long time. And then uh, starting around Street Fighter Four through Street Fighter Five, their arcade sticks were actually really good. Not my favorite, but for the money, really good. Yeah, they became it's pretty like a, standard. Yeah, absolutely. Like finding a Quiznos. <laughs> there is one Quiznos about 20 minutes away from me. It is not owned by Quiznos. It is owned by the whoever wanted to keep it going. Uh, it's good stuff, though. I love Quiznos. I had a Quiznos once, and actually it was incredible. Toasty. Uh, the Switch is now considered to be the fastest-selling video game console of all time in the U.S. It sold 4.8 million units in 10 months, which is the highest total of any home video game console in U.S. history in that time frame. The previous record holder was the Wii with 4 million. And I guarantee you the Switch has better software right now than the Wii did. Yes, it absolutely does. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think it's safe to say at this point, ten months out, that Nintendo did a good thing. Yeah, the Switch worked out pretty good. I mean, except for the yep. fucking control scheme and the. Uh, way- yeah, yeah, I that bothers me less because I have a Pro Controller and the Pro Controller is just fine. I don't play it in handheld mode very often at all. I play it one hundred percent in handheld mode, and yeah, I see. will play a game longer the less the control scheme bothers me. And that's, You're gonna end up with arthritis. That's why I can play five Mario. Years. <laughs> Probably got it already. That's why God made Advil. Yeah. And uh, that is the end of our headlines. So now we come to the point of the show where the gentleman and I discuss the awesome shit coming down the pike in 2018. Oh, oh my God. Civ 6 is going to get so complicated. There's some awesome shit coming. So uh, who, sh- who should begin? I think Alex already did. All right. Civ 6. Go for it. So Civ 6, Rise and Fall, coming out in mid-end of February. I'm, I'm so happy. What's the price? Do we know? Uh, it's gotta be like forty bucks. Okay, they're always like forty bucks. I is don't it an really... expansion technically, or is it a new game? It might as well be a new game. Okay, okay. Because we've like, talked about the... it before. Because they changed, they're changing like everything. Yeah, it's doing the one thing I've wanted them to do forever. Like in Civ Four, the last time they did was the last time they did anything remotely like this, which was the further away your cities were from your capital, they get more corrupt, hmm. and you could fix corruption by cor- making courthouses. But that sucked because it meant like you could never spread out. If you found an island no one had gotten to, and you went there, nothing would ever get built because they're hmm. run by corrupt motherfuckers, and that was really disappointing. <laughs> But what they're going to do here is you're going to have to govern. You're going to have to, like, talk to your cities and, you know, give them a little bit back to make them, you know, their allies. You have to earn their loyalty. And I love that because it's how government works. You can, like, be a president, but, you know, if your city's pissed off at something you did, they can, you know, stick it in your eye a little bit. I'm not sure how complicated they're going to make that, but I like how that's, like, an aspect now. And apparently there's going to be, like, hero units called governors, which you can just, you know, obviously – you can level them up. They got skill trees. Oh, <laughs> this is so good. I just, I bet that under the hood, the Civ games are just a mess of spreadsheets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it takes a solid minute for a turn to roll over once you hit like the modern era. Yeah, I believe it's it. way better than Civ Five. I'll never go back to Civ Five because that could go up to like two minutes. Wow. And I have so a good PC, and I was just done. Jeez. But even still, like Civ Five still has like twenty thousand more concurrent players, which I think is stupid. Okay. Well. So I'm just. What else you got? What else I got? Well, I um looked up when looking at Darksiders three. It um they put up a, a new video like maybe two or three weeks ago. Yeah. It looks a lot better. It does. It does. But that still didn't look like much. No, 2018 seems generous. Seems really ambitious. 
But if it were to come out this year, and if it were to be as good as Darksiders and Darksiders 2, I would be fucking thrilled. And neither of those games were perfect, but a new yeah. Darksiders, yum, 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 yum. The, the animation is right where I need it to be, yeah. and that, that, that warms my heart. Because mm. the animation was so good in both of those games. It's good. They're going to age so well. Well, I, I want. I want to see. They've always had like God of War style executions. I want to see some of those, yes. because those were really like the cherry on top of the presentation of those games. I bet they weren't cheap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else I got? Uh, I'm going to start stepping on toes, but like That's obviously okay. Red there's, Dead Two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's no escaping that. There's one. That's... there's just no one other than Rockstar. Like Rockstar will no. will like milk the souls of their employees to give you something that no one else could make. And goddamn it, I'll play it. Yeah, and I'll probably love it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just like I bought an iPhone. Like... I that runs on like the the carbonated screams of Foxconn employees. Yeah. <laughs> but it will it will it will That's be funny. standard setting. And let's let's keep in mind this is the first Rockstar game of the current generation. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a standard. Oh, my God, it, 5 came out so long ago. That's right. This is going to raise bars for the industry, probably. Rockstar hasn't made a game in five years. Yep, yep. Yeah, Fuck. but GTA Five still was in the top-selling games of Steam every month. That's right, because what, they, do magic. Up, they do it up, man. There's, they're, they, are, they are the Henry Reardon of the video game company. No one can compete with what they do. Mm. Gosh. That is I, insane. Yeah. I want to fall in love with that game. I really do. Because at the end of Red Dead, the, the last one, Red Dead Redemption, it was done. And I remember walking out into town as Marston Jr. And just kind of like kicking dust up, walking around town because I wasn't ready to go. Ready to be done. Yeah. And that never happens to me. Ever. Oh, that game was... Mm. Magical. Yeah, I it hope it's. I, I hope the magic is, is back again. I yeah, really I like Rockstar do. better when they're more serious. And I never say that about mm. any other company. Yeah, you know what? I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Because I didn't laugh out loud at all during 5, ever. I did. I'm sure I did. Yeah. Some of that shit was good. Wasn't a fan. Has but, Rockstar ever done wrong? Um, uh, you know what? The Midnight Club games were just okay. I'll say it. I mean, we're talking about, like, you know, the shattered psyches of their employees. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure yeah. they've done True. plenty wrong. Yeah, they have, yeah, they they have is, ethically yeah. done wrong. They, they've, they've ruined people's lives for our entertainment. But if it came out that, like, Golden Age at Pixar was, you know, on the backs of, like, talented people who never got credit, would I honestly wouldn't. I'd still love The Incredibles. I would still love The Incredibles. I'd still love Monsters, Inc. I'd still love Toy Story. Mm. Yeah, two, two. Two's my favorite. Oh, there's so many good. Pixar movie. Oh Let's not get that. Okay, next. No. Anything else? Uh, that's, that's it for me, pretty much. Okay. All right. So, um, Red Dead Two, obviously for Red, Red Dead Redemption, not yeah, is, yeah. Is, is is on my list again. Uh, Far Cry Five, because oh, yeah. if for no other reason, I'm going to have a great time shooting crazy white guys for a change. Mm-hmm. They could change nothing about the way the game plays and just put it, you know in that setting and it would tickle me to no end it would yeah, just like, amuse me 4 was almost there but just a little too rushed but mm-hmm. but at the same time 4 was pretty fucking good like 4 yeah, was great they, yeah, it was yeah, it, it only... wasn't quite as magical as 3 but I still you know. plugged like 30 hours into it but uh, yeah. honestly at the end of the day the uh, gyrocopter was felt like cheating yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I could just land on top of the bell towers and just 
We'll start them up. <laughs> what Ubisoft has done with Far Cry between Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, Blood Dragon, and Primal, they've never made a Far Cry game that I didn't like. Yeah, and like and they made some that, that I love. Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed at all. That's right. You cannot say that about Assassin's Creed. Well, it's it's because this is not a yearly franchise, thank goodness. Maybe. They take their time. I mean, Primal Primal was the last one, and Primal was two years ago? Yes. More than and that, it was I think. Very, yeah, two or three, and it was very different. It was. Yeah. And I liked Primal. Mm-hmm. I yeah, liked it was it too. fun. Yeah. Gorgeous. So, yep, yeah, Far Cry 5, absolutely. Um, I am backtracking on a company that I gave up on. I swore off Telltale. But then they announced Wolf Among Us Season 2. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll play Yeah, that. I'm down. I'll play that. Um, it's the same way that if they ever announced Tales, Tales from the Borderlands Season 2, I'd be a fool to not play that. I, I bet, I, I'm hoping once Borderlands 3 starts rolling around, they'll do another one. Yeah, but they said that, uh, they said that the sales of it were just not worth it, right? It was their worst <sighs> that, selling game. Yes. Ever. I don't understand because it was Why? the best they ever the did. Worst oh, God, that hurts. It does. Oh, it just oh. it had less of a built in market than Back to the Future, The Walking Dead, you know? That is insane. Yeah. It's not right. Anyway, Wolf Among Us Season 2. I didn't know anything about the comic book prior to the first Wolf Among Us, and I still loved it. Mm. I, I, it's that, good stuff. that was a, a great just environment. And I, I, I love how. Um, I forget his name now. The Big Bad Wolf. Bigby. Big B, yeah. I, I love how Bigby fights it. Through like four episodes, and the fifth episode is like fuck it, and just kind of goes full wolf <laughs> and starts eating people. Like so that's definitely for that was great. First, it's kind of werewolfy, then he's just a giant fucking wolf. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that oh, that I would see if they actually redid the first one in a better engine. Mm. I might play it again because the engine was so bad. Yeah, if they redid the first one in a better engine, I might finish it. Uh, mm-hmm. Bloody Mary being like a serial killer, fucking brilliant. Yes. Oh, that game had so many good points. She had, like, knifey, like, broken glass powers. Fuck, that was good. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely that. Next one is, it's it's a smaller one. I had kind of going a little astray with this one. It's called Agony. Mm. And it is a definite horror title coming by. I read it described today as an emo horror title. Uh, Yeah, but my, every every time I watch a video of it, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. Which game? Agony. 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 Like yeah. That. Visually, it's 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 all takes place in hell, and you're playing either as a martyr, and you can occasionally possess other demons that are running around there. Oh. Very squishy. Very, very organic. Um, the monster designs are very unsettling. It's been a while since the game has made me look over my shoulder, you know, when I'm playing, so... I'm down for a good horror game. I hope it's actually good. The developer hasn't done anything else that I know of. Mm-hmm. I can't think of their name, but off the top of my head right now, I have to look uh, it up and we'll put it. Looks fantastic. There. Yeah, visually, it's Unreal Four, so it, it's it looks it looks really really good. I did honestly did not know that there was going to be console release until I started putting my list together. Mm-hmm. But that's that's definitely definitely maybe, at it. Maybe more boobs for the sake of boobs than I would have liked. But uh, <laughs> yeah, see that's, where this is going. I that that's a little odd. It's like you have this this the monster design like this this chitinous kind of crusty stuff, and then like boobs. Yeah, it's like, just come like, on. Come I on. have this rule for most entertainment. Like if you want to say something about sex nudity, great. But if you don't, don't make me watch your porn, please. Yeah, yeah, that's a little that's a little iffy, but yeah, still. I mean, when's the last time we had a good depiction of hell? Dante's Inferno. I mean, it's like, great. No, to no, see, you, like, you someone... specified a good depiction of hell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The thing is, it's like, what I what Doom I worry about bad. agony. Oh yeah, Doom. Well, different kind of hell. 
You know, there was, well, it's literally hell. God, no, I know, but one... that, that was action hell. This is like hell hell. God. There was one <laughs> game that actually did a really interesting version of hell that I really liked, but for the life of me now, I can't remember what game that was. Describe it. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember that there was well, describe one. Describe hell. I don't remember. I just remember <laughs> that there was one game that did it really well, and I was like, now that is a brilliant hell level, and I compl- and I completely can't place with the fucking game or what made the hell level good. God damn it. But yeah, but what my point is that in almost all games, and I'm including God of War, I'm including Doom, I'm definitely including Dante's Inferno, hell is always just so... Yeah. It's just constantly gross, and like I really don't, Fire, I really don't, blood. I really don't want to be looking at that. And yeah, the walls are always flesh and shit. That's where agony's going to. Yes, and I get kind of exhausted of that pretty quickly. That's probably one of the reasons I put away Dante's Inferno. That and the fact that it wasn't very good. But yeah, yeah, I don't think I could play agony. There's always uh, so much horror. We'll see. I can take. Yeah, we'll we'll see what I do with it because it's one of those ones like I want to be excited for, but I feel guilty for being excited for it. And it's like, yeah, Whatever, you, you've always been a horror game guy. I do, I do like horror games, and there wasn't. I can't think of a good. I mean, the only even marginally decent horror game I played last year was Outlast Two, hmm. and that was wait, was no, that okay. is not true. It was not true. It was one. There was one that you quite liked. It was called Resident Evil Seven. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. It was in my top five for the year. That's right, and I still how and soon I still, we forget. I still haven't unsealed my copy. You really should. It's good. It's good. Uh, after Agony, it's God of War. Yeah. Absolutely. I am down for the reboot. I'm down for the new weapons. As long as it's not just one giant escort mission taking care of the stupid kid, I'm down for no, it. No, I think the kid what? is going to end up being a bit more like um, Elika in Prince of Persia 2008. That oh, would be cool. fine. Yeah, she, he's going to be like an extension of your combat abilities. And it was pointed out today on Twitter that uh, historically... Sony will announce the release date of a God of War game around the end of January and then release it around the end of March. So we that might yeah, we might find out in the next couple of weeks when God of War's coming. That would be sweet. Like I may have brought this up before, but like in the original God of War, there like there was that dev video that you unlocked north towards the end, and there was like one picture of like one of the original concepts for Kratos was R- a guy who drawn had in like blue a, ink on a napkin, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like uh, Kratos with a baby bjorn on his back. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was just like, yeah, I want to play that game, <laughs> and I'm glad we're finally going to be able to kind of play that game. Yeah, so yeah, he question, was experimenting with like lone wolf and cub ideas. Yeah, yeah. The question is, will anything ever beat the Hydra fight from God of War One? Probably not. As an opening level, probably not. Because no, we're all really too good. we're all too jaded now. Because if the uh, if the fucking Poseidon fight from three couldn't do it. No, it didn't. It was good, but it didn't. The Poseidon yeah, fight okay. from 3 was absolutely fucking spectacular and epic in every sense of the word, and no, mm-hmm. it still didn't affect you as much as the Hydra fight, which yeah, comparatively downhill from which comparatively was much smaller. It was a much smaller sequence, the Hydra fight, but nothing had ever blown you away like that before. And who's to say anything ever will again? Up until we and see... it wouldn't die. But then when it finally died, it was so good. Up until we mm-hmm. see another frigate fly through another Super Star Destroyer. Yeah. Oh, and oh. then we'll go, oh, shit! Anyway. All right, what's <laughs> uh, Metro Exodus. I am not sure that's coming out this year, but I really hope that it's coming it out this is, year. They're still making Metro it games. It is shit. slated yep. for 2018. And I think Metro yes. Exodus is a lot more likely than Darksiders 3. Yeah. 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 The, the Metro games... They're like the console sequels to the good Stalker games on PC that I never got, at least in mood. The first Stalker on PC, I loved that game. 
Um, it was this great kind of open world, creepy shooter, and, and I even could deal with the survival aspects of it because the world itself was so interesting. Mm. Nothing like that ever really came to console, but the the Exodus games, I'm sorry, the Metro games have the same kind of feel of like these tough Russians out there dealing with, with nuclear apocalypse and what are you going to do? You're going to play first, acoustic guitar. Yeah, absolutely, and then go to the whorehouse. Um, that was the second movie. Maybe yeah. be some Nazis. Yeah. Hey, shooting future Nazis is just as good as shooting past Nazis. It's, it still works. Or present Nazis. Yeah. All Nazis are just great targets, is basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, except for maybe the white guys in Far Cry 5. There you go. Aryans. Just shoot some Aryans. Anyway. Um, that's going to be people not listening anymore. That's all right. Mm. <laughs> we don't need those people. Yeah, I'm good with them. Um, so anyway, Metro Exodus, I, I really hoping that trailer we saw, and I think E3 said it was all in-game stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll hope that that's true. Um, I do remember that the previous Metro games were very linear. Very linear. Very linear. Well, I mean... Like, it's almost like you were stuck in a tunnel the whole they, time. Like, yeah. They had... They, <laughs> yeah, go figure. <laughs> they, they did have some kind of open-ish sections, as I recall. But this mm-hmm. one is looking like it will have, like, some very, very large environments. That will be cool. Yes. That will be, I will be fine with that. And, and I, as long as Artyom is back again for the third he one. Is. Just because I like that name. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's still so, the main character. Sweet. Um, Guacamelee 2. Good call. That needs no explanation. Guacamelee is, in my opinion, the best Metroidvania since a long time. Uh, I think. I prefer Guacamelee to um, SteamWorld Dig. Oh, no, no. It's definitely better than SteamWorld Dig. Uh, I did not play Sundered, so I cannot uh. put that up against it. Maybe see. Here's the thing. There's another Metroidvania on my list. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Same basic kind of game. I actually would put Guacamelee slightly above Ori. Well, Ori was like Super Meat Boy Challenge at some points. It was. Well, actually, so was Guacamelee. Actually, at some points. But but Guacamelee was just it's so so beautiful the combat mm-hmm. the platforming so comfortable it just it it you that game fits you like a glove. And everything you want to do, it wants to reward you for doing it. And then you turn into a chicken. And you turn into a chicken. And you can, like, peck undead skeletons to death. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> undead vaquero skeletons. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, Guacamelee 2, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, that's one of the few, like, Microsoft slash Windows exclusives I can point to and say, this is good. You should be jealous. And who um, knows? Uh, Below might actually come out this year. <laughs> Sure. Oh, no, no. Actually, no. Actually, Cappy Games officially said they were putting it on hold to work on an OKKO OK game. Yeah, I remember right. that, yeah. I'm hoping that Bloodstained, Rick yeah. of the Night, finally comes out this That'd year. That'd be nice. It's, I kickstarted that a long time ago. I keep forgetting that I kickstarted it until they send me emails saying, yes, we're still working on it. And then in the out-of-left-field, you know, hope beyond hope, I really hope Call of Cthulhu is good. Yeah, I don't. Uh, every time it. I've heard that game open its mouth, I haven't been. I know, impressed. but it's come on. Yeah, no. I want it it's to be Call good. of Cthulhu. Yeah, no. And then I realized, that, like, yeah, the books weren't didn't have the best dialogue ever. That's yeah. true. <sighs> I just wanted to. I mean, the last one, Call of Cthulhu: Dark Corners of the Earth, on I think the Xbox. Or was that a 360 game? No, Neither of us played it. It was Xbox. Uh, was it was Xbox. Too. I played it, and it had its moments and it had a lot of shit too but it, it, it for someone who digs Lovecraft in spite of the rampant race, race, racism um, 
it was good. So I'm really hoping that this one has... There's a wonderful sequence in Dark Corners of the Earth where you're in Innsmouth and the fishmen are coming for cool. you. And you have to, like, you hear them, like, boom, 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 pounding on the door, and you lock the door and turn around and run out the window. And you have to run to the next one. And each time you go into a window, you have to, like, lock it behind you. So you have to be conscious while you're running away that you can lock things and you're shoving dressers in front of doors. And it's an actual, like, tense escape because they're always, like, one room behind you pounding on the doors. I don't remember how it ends. Obviously, obviously you survive. But that's what I remember of Dark Corners of the Earth. The fishmen are coming for hmm. you. And if I'm you hoping... got more sane, they disappear. Yeah, it never did that. Never pulled that is, trick out. Is this? Uh, it's not by the same devs. No, no. it's not. It's 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 by. I don't know who's who's doing this one. I have to look at it again and find out. So half the reason Cthulhu was making such a huge comeback is all that stuff is public domain, baby. Mm. <laughs> well, that's why it showed up in South Park. Yeah. So that's my ten. We'll see how I do this year. There's a couple like can't lose games on there. Though. I I think I have more than ten, but there's a lot of duplicates ah. on here. And a, a lot more indies than either of you, gentlemen. First of all, January 18th, Darkest Dungeon on Switch. <laughs> Fuck yes. It'll, it's, it's just a bigger screen that I can have on a handheld, play Darkest Dungeon, build up a whole new team. Oh, it'll be good. Uh, Do you take the Switch to work? No, never. Well, no, no, I have probably maybe a half a dozen times. But okay. lately, my, yeah, it just doesn't fit in my routine. You've been busy. It doesn't I've work. Been pretty yeah. busy. Uh, January 23rd, Iconoclasts, which we discussed earlier. It's a gorgeous 16 or 32-bit uh, Metroidvania. Like, nice. go watch a trailer for Iconoclasts, listener, and tell me that doesn't look fucking hot. Uh, January 25th, Celeste. Don't know that one. Celeste is a single-player action platformer adventure. I think it also might be Metroidvania from the team that made Towerfall. So it's it's pixel art, and as soon as I saw it, I wanted to play it, but they didn't announce it for Vita, so I ignored it. But no, it's coming to Switch, so yeah, I'm down for that. Celeste. Wasn't Towerfall like a multiplayer-only game? Yes, it was. Arena yes. thing? Okay. Now I'm, I know, I'm, still, I know I'm thinking of the right yeah, thing. People okay. loved it. Apparently the gameplay in that was tight as shit. Uh, hmm. February 16th, Bayonetta 2 on Switch. Oh, and Bayonetta on Switch. And potentially just, at some point in 2018, oh. Bayonetta 3. I'm just stoked to actually get to play a Bayonetta Fuck 2. Fuck yeah, I am so hyped for that. Because I was not going to buy a Wii U for that. Oh, that reminds me, I've still got that copy in my safe. I've still got you a copy. Played of Bayonetta it. 2 yet. Yeah, I've still got a copy of Bayonetta 2, because like, I bought the game because I knew I'd want the game if I ever bought a... Uh, what? Uh, what the fuck was the last Wii called? Wii yeah, U. Yeah, because if I ever bought a Wii U. And then I just never bought a Wii U, but I still got the game. Okay, so well, if anything, it'd help your Overwatch reflexes, I'd imagine. Maybe. Uh, March 27th, Far Cry 5, already discussed. Mm -hmm. uh, quarter 1, already discussed, God of War. Quarter 2, already discussed, Red Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm. At some point in 2018, Hollow Knight on Switch. Oh, fuck, I forgot that one too. Fuck yeah, man. Like, I think... So good. I, do, I, I don't know if I'm more hyped for that or Bayonetta, but Hollow Knight is really one that I just keep thinking of. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's fifteen. It's fifteen bucks, and it'll take you maybe thirty hours. And I played it'll, it three times. It'll be more than that on the yes, Switch. Yes, I've, I've already got it. On, tax I've time already got it on PC. But uh, but the Switch is where I want to play it. I can't wait. Uh, mm. At some point in twenty eighteen, apparently, probably not going to make it. Already discussed. Darksiders three. Hmm. Uh, also slated for twenty seventeen. Indivisible. Indivisible is uh, the next thing from the crew that made Skullgirls. It is a 2D side-scrolling action RPG with combat like Valkyrie Profile. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I don't know if that demo is still out on PS4, but that demo I, sold me to the ends of the earth when I played it. Um, Very small dev team. Yes, but uh, 
gorgeous. But very transparent. Yeah. They talk to their All the time. People. I get it's emails, really, like, yeah. it feels like twice a week from Indivisible. Mm-hmm. It's probably not, but... Uh, at some point in 2018, Children of Morta is an indie that's expected. Children of Morta is very much a gorgeous pixel art game, kind of in the vein of Hyperlight Drifter, but it's uh, it looks kind of more like a... Uh, a, f- a low fantasy than the Hyperlight Drifter's high-tech fantasy. And okay. it is a top-down action RPG roguelike. So you mm-hmm. won't like it. I will fucking nope. love it. And one of the Kickstarter uh, tiers that was reached was the Vita version. <laughs> but that's not listed on any of their sites now. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, if they're, sw- just- if they're smart, they'll just put it on Switch. They'll sub the Switch in for that, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently due in 2018, Days Gone from Sony Bend. Really? Because, I mean, I'll, I'll play it, but that just looks like more zombie stuff for me. I mean, it's like, eh. Is it a good game, or is it just a zombie tech demo? To me, it looks like, I think it's both. Question. It might be both. Uh, but to me, it kind of looks almost like an open-world Last of Us. Like, it, it, could be it really kind of feels almost like it takes place in that same universe. <laughs> like, like, And honestly, Last of Us' gameplay was strong enough to where, like, I would take a weaker story for, like, an open-world version. Of I that. agree. I totally would, and I'm really worried about the actual gameplay of The Last of Us 2 because they haven't shown it to us. See, the, the thing with Last of Us, though, is it worked because you were not fighting hordes of clickers. You were fighting, like, a couple. Yeah, and they were fighting 3 was people. a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. and in, 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 in Days Gone, you were dealing with zombies as yeah. natural disaster. Like as a this wave. is World War Z-style yes. zombies. Yes, very much. But it's still it's still narrative driven. It's still AAA. It's still there's a lot of survival. It's still crafting. It's still yeah. a modern post apocalypse where the infrastructure is still in place. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects that kind of cross both games. Yeah. Oh. Wait, hold on. This is kind of a tangent, but remember that Annihilation trailer I put up a while back? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, it wholesale ripped off the um, clicker like uh, 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 fungus bloom from a corpse. Really. Like it's just, it's well, just the, it's like not, the guy who's stuck in the door. It's not like The Last of they, Us has like some kind of uh, trademark on the cordyceps fungus. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but it's just like, come on, it was a major game that had like, like, like in beautiful, fact, weird fungus. Uh, the girl with all the gifts. Same thing. Oh, they really? Yes. So when did that come girl out? Girl with all uh, it was last ba- year. it was yeah, I think the movie was out last year, but the novel had been out for years before that. Same thing, uh, cordyceps zombies. Well, sincerest form of fly. <laughs> um, <laughs> due out at some point tw- now, two GRPGs due out at some point in 2018. Dragon Quest XI. That's coming out this apparently. year. Apparently, man, that looks weird. Apparently, and I've never played a Dragon Quest game, but those screenshots are like some of the prettiest JRPG screenshots I've ever seen. Like yes, I he... played uh, eight on my uh, emulator a while back. Like, there's not a lot you needs to look better. Yeah, it's very much it's it's very much like the almost a Dragon Ball style of art direction. Oh yeah, it's the same it's, artist. It's Toriyama, yeah, yeah, yeah it's same similar. artist. But but just those screenshots for the PS4 version, that looks better than um, uh, Nino Kuni Two, as far as I'm concerned. Nino Kuni Two is just slightly off my list. Yeah, I watched some gameplay. There. It looked like Pikmin almost. The yeah. Combat, like no. Because the first one was pretty traditional, if I remember correctly. Why the as fuck do just... so the, do the JRPGs that Sony buys exclusivities for are always kind of mediocre? Like we had White Knight Chronicles, right? Yeah, yeah. that was not mediocre. That was yeah. Persona Five was almost great. So yeah, close. but Sony didn't buy that exclusivity. That was just Atlas. 
continuing to put it no. on there. Mm. Well, I didn't put it anywhere. Meanwhile, else. like Xbox gets like uh, that guy, that one about the immortal guy. Oh, Lost, Lost Odyssey. Odyssey that we heard so much about at the launch of the Xbox. That was a really good game. Yeah. Well, that was like 10 years yes, ago. Yes, it was. But yep. that still sticks yep. on my craw. And there was uh, Tales of Vesperia, I think, was Xbox exclusive as well. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. and yeah, like the exclusive JRPGs on Sony, the best one that I can actually think of in the past couple gens is just Demon Souls. And Sony was so fucking dumb. Oh, wait, no, Dark- Bloodborne, obviously. But Sony was so fucking dumb, they wouldn't even publish Demon Souls themselves in North America. Uh, Also, Metro Exodus, and an honorable mention, a game that I want to be good, Anthem. Yep. Poping and dreaming. Anthem, for people who don't immediately know what that is, that is basically um, third-person, how to put it, third-person, open-world destiny, as made by Bioware. So imagine a big open-world kind of like... um, uh, c- kind of like Dragon Age Inquisition, but the levels are colossal, and you can fly through them in your Iron Man suit as you're running around with your squad of real-life co-op partners shooting awesome sci-fi monsters. See, the concern with that, when compared to, say, Destiny 2, is Bungie has Bungie shooting. Yes. They've been refining yeah. Bungie shooting For, since the Xbox. And they got it pretty good the first time around, frankly. Oh, yeah. The shooting in Destiny 2... Is great. Alex, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the story in Destiny was stupid. Two yeah, it was is dumb. yeah. Oh, it's garbage. Yeah. So in Anthem, what is the best action Bioware has done? Um, you know what? I really Inquisition got close. No, I really thought that uh, the third Mass Effect game, Mass Effect yes. 3's combat, was actually amazing. Well, okay. uh, Okay, and honestly... um, Andromeda. Andromeda's class uh, crossplay was really good. Yeah. But when you compare that to Bungie... No comparison. (laughs) Yeah. So Anthem's going to have to be pretty story-heavy. Yeah, and I think the... To make up the difference. I think the fact, like, it looks more AAA to me than Destiny did. Just the environments. Yeah, a little bit. It looks prettier. It looks more like a universe that I could actually wallow around and spend some time and really enjoy exploring. And hopefully there's more than three types of enemies. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that gets kind of old, doesn't it? <laughs> how, how do people that play the first game not lose their minds? It's, it's the exact same enemies it's as the, the same first game. <laughs> yep. Yeah, What the fuck? How, how the fuck does Bungie get away with that? That's Bungie. It's amazing. People will buy it. Well, okay, if we think back uh, to the Halo games. Halo exactly. 1, 2, 3, oh, 4. You know what? How many get, are there? Three? Set expectations low, and that yeah. way no one gets disappointed. Heck, in Halo, let's see. In the first Halo... There are the little guys, the tall guys in the flood. And then those like it was like Yeah, I'm not Oh, and the big crow, guys. There were, the, there were also crow dudes with the shield. Yeah, there were also like those little jackal dudes, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, and did they ever how much did they ever add on? But to the that? fact is like none. No, what what made the enemies in Halo is not the variety, it was the AI. And and well, how yeah. those enemies behave. Like it was revolutionary at the time. Well, and De- Destiny 2 does that as well cuz you end up with these like kind of kind of Crossfires where it's you and then like the robots and then someone else and they're all kind of fighting each other, mm-hmm. and it works really well when it happens. So, but then like you're like, ten hours in and you've seen all the enemies. You're like, yeah, that's uh, true. Like all the boss enemies even. Yeah, and they just keep throwing them at you in different variations. Well, and I, meanwhile, people I are still discovering new enemies too. in Bloodborne. <laughs> hey, holy shit. <laughs> 
Ah, Bloodborne was so good. I want another one. I want so, another one so bad. From Software's thing. Still no That's idea. not going to be this year, is it? No idea. It I could mean, be. If you don't even know what it is, it's not going to Like, what out. is Sony's big exclusive this fall? Maybe Dreams. Not that anyone gives a shit about Dreams that I know of. What if Dreams just comes out of nowhere and is amazing? Um, okay, here's the thing. Polygon is going to give Dreams a very high score. That doesn't mean I'm going to have I any fun with it. Stop reading Polygon. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah. No, I, oh, and addendum to see. Okay, what is Microsoft's big exclusive this year? Uh, they haven't announced anything. Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, uh, and, and okay, and if that comes out, that obviously is on. My and list when was the last Halo? Why aren't we due for a new Halo? Uh, we probably are, but the last Halo was mediocre. Uh, does Crackdown have a release date? It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't meant to be a joke. It's got to come no, out eventually. But it is, but it oh, is a it joke. It's such a joke because. That's a game now. That it's it's approaching Duke Nukem Forever territory. Yeah, it was right like now. the dawn I mean, of the current gen that, that they announced it, wasn't it? Like, yeah, they announced it. Yeah, like, they it really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it, it's going to come out now, and no matter what, it's going to be. Eh, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> because the time when it would have been revolutionary is like two years. And the ago. time when the hype was around for it was years ago. Yes. Yeah. So that game is. It's. I mean, you got to put it out. It's the sunk cost. Put it out. See what happens. Yeah. Oh, Microsoft. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, they've been wanting to kill the Xbox division for years. You keep saying that, but they keep on putting out Xboxes. I mean, it's yeah. sort of like how um, Amazon just turned a profit. What do you mean? Like two years ago. They weren't turning a profit until two years ago? Yep. No, that's, that's how Amazon runs. They spend everything on like infrastructure and, yeah. and now they're going to rule the world. Wow. Think about it. It paid off. Mm-hmm. Oh. But you can, they can have a key to your house. That's why Bezos is now the richest man in the world, because they actually turned a profit finally. Oh, I had no idea. Yep, that's, that's just how Amazon was run. It was constantly, I mean, it wasn't losing money, but they were spending all their profits on making things yeah. better. There, yeah. there are hundreds of cities across the country begging for the opportunity to change their name to Amazon. Hmm. For the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're to get your groceries from Amazon soon, get your drugs from Amazon too. Get your hookers from Amazon. I mean, like, I, w- I would say the sci-fi <laughs> dystopian thing writes itself, but that exact sci-fi concept has been written so many times, we're almost bored of it. And <laughs> we won't see it coming until it's too late, because, well, that idea stopped being interesting 15 years ago. And we're just going to let it happen. Yeah, the new Deus Ex is going to be Amazon versus Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not even interesting. It's just sad. Yeah, it's it's sad because it's already happening. Yeah, but 2018's got some great it does games. Have some great I look games. forward to President Walton in the next ten years. In in no. within the next month, Darkest Dungeon, Iconoclast, Celeste. We had another month and a week. Bayonetta two. Oh my god! Civilization rise and fall. I'm gonna be the creep. When is when is Civ? Uh, February twentieth. Okay, that's not too far. No. So just to temper your glee with Bayonetta two, you have to play it on the Joy Cons. <laughs> Don't you temper my. My enthusiasm, motherfucker. Uh, how I'm tempered are you now? No, it it'll be okay because you don't use the right well, stick. Just keep, you kept it real and it went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, I don't think you used the right stick in Bayonetta at all. I don't remember. It's been... I actually have... Bayonetta was free on Xbox Games with Gold, so I've got the 360 version. Oh. And apparently on the Xbox One X, it just screams. Yeah. just runs yeah. great. Not, okay, okay, the 360 version was the significant... It was. The better so one the anyway. The 360 version ran at 60 frames per second. 
Yeah, the PS3 version was terrible. It was, what did you play? I, I played, I played PS4, and uh, there were definitely frame drops, and it didn't look as good as yeah. the trailers at 60 frames per second looked, but I still loved that game. I had a ball with it. So I'm super hyped to play, you know, hopefully hopefully both of these will run at 60 FPS on the on the Switch, and I'm just going to, God, I'm going to have a great fucking time. I would really hope. I mean, if it was 60 FPS on the Wii U, it better be here. I don't know that it was. I never looked into that because, you know. See, how was it reviewed on the Wii U? It must have been Oh, decent. it did. It, I don't remember. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me Metacritic that. I, I just remember being bummed. Mm-hmm. Me too. That I couldn't play Bayonetta 2. Because seriously, who wants to buy a fucking Wii U? Speaking of Wii U games, when am I getting Mario Maker on the Switch? Uh, 91 Metascore for Bayonetta 2. Well, there you go. Fuck yeah. And that doesn't even really have the Nintendo bonus because it's a, not a Nintendo. Even game. Edge gave it a hundred. Your terrible gamer gave it ninety. Yeah. Okay. And that's all I got. Universal Accord. Yeah. We'll get to play it. We'll get to play it. We'll get to play Bayonetta two. Woo. All right. Well, that's 2018 in a nutshell. Half the games won't come out, <laughs> and I'm betting Call of Cthulhu will suck. Probably. Yeah. But I can still be. I can still be hopeful. It could be good stealth, but it's not great. You know, Cthulhu. Yeah, well... You can lie to yourself. It's okay. It'll be fine. It'll be a good game. Uh, the nah, I look won't, nice. though. I'll, I'll, I'll play it, and we'll, we'll get the honest opinion out of it. You know, it's, it, it, that's, that's why putting um, Agony on there is kind of a stretch, because I want it to be good, but I also know that I'm going to, as a man of faith, it's going to be like, oh, this is a little weird. This is a little, oh, this is a little close to home. So we'll see what happens with that. It's racking up years in purgatory for that stuff. Anyway... Alex. Yes, sir. Congratulations on the second job. Yeah, that was Paying my... the bills is a good thing. I mean, I knew I was sitting pretty when the manager basically said, okay, we could talk about uh, Stephen King forever, but I got to get started on my shift. I'm like, yep, you do what you got to <laughs> We just started shooting the shit. Always mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Always good. Well, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Chance, have a good 2018. Couldn't be any worse. Knock hey, on wood. You... You, you, if you finish your placements? Yeah, who knows, man. <laughs> well. You could have a great year. I could. Hey, it could be worse. We could be talking about annexation. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh. Street Fighter AE comes out in seven days, Ooh. and sometime this year, I will have my character back in a fighting game. It wasn't even on your hype list. No, it wasn't, because I'm not going to count a game that came out, you know, two years ago now. But the fact that they're fixing everything in AE... It's the game. This is the game we should have had two years ago. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Oh, no.